Yo, this is Teresa Weatherspoon, better known as Teaspoon, and you're watching Real Fans, Real Talk. What's going on? Welcome to another live episode of Real Fans Real Talk. It's a, it's gonna be it's gonna be one of them Sundays today. It's, it's definitely gonna be one of them Sundays today. Big big weekend in the sports world. Uh, fight night, pay per view night. Um, major trade went down in the NBA. Actually, a couple of trades went down in the, in the NBA. That's gonna be pretty major uh, for the league. Um, and we got some special guests coming in a little bit later on in the program. But before we get into all that, let me introduce my brother, my co-host, Eric Sanchez, a.k.a. Legend of Two Games. What's going on, man? It's really good, bro. It's Sunday, so we got another great episode. We appreciate it. I see Kyrie in here. I see Javon in here. We appreciate you guys with the comments right away. Uh, so much to get into, Trip. Baseball playoffs right around the corner, starting in a couple of days. We got... Uh, football, obviously, week four, and then we had a mega fight yesterday. And NBA, of course. Like, how can we forget? Reverse type 2 diabetes in record time. Put Sir, two. Sorry what do you that. got going on here? Sorry about that. So I was doing a little homework. My bad, guys. Sorry. Y'all know how I do, guys. <laughs> it, it wouldn't be right. Um, but, yeah, man, we got a whole lot going on uh, this past week and some stuff that's coming up. Plus, we got two very special guests, two undefeated uh, professional boxers that's going to be joining us from Brooklyn. They might they might wind up being the new first family of boxing because since it's three of them, it's two brothers plus the sister. I don't think it's ever been two brothers plus the sister combination in the sport of boxing. We just had the Charlo brothers, but one of them went down, so it's room for a new family in, in, in the sport of boxing. But we're Absolutely. Gonna, we're going to get to that in a minute, though. We're going to start with the NBA. Big, big trade went down. It finally happened. Y'all have been asking about it. We've been doing our homework, talking to our our NBA insider friends, trying to see what the scoop was. Shout out to my main man, Scoop B. Um, but uh, Dame is finally out of Portland. He did not make it to South Beach, where you know I like to spend a lot of my my spare time at. But he will be in Milwaukee playing with who I believe is the best player in basketball right now, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, Drew Holiday was uh, part of that deal, though, so he actually got shipped out to Portland and then shipped out again in a move that we're going to talk about in a minute. But, uh, Eric, talk to me about this trade and what it now means for the shape of the Eastern Conference. So, overall, I like the trade. Um, Dame to Milwaukee. Milwaukee had to shake up that roster. We talked about it after they got bumped in the playoffs that they couldn't really run it back with the same squad. It kind of got stale. That's what cost Coach Bud his job. So on the surface, I like it. It does bring a new element to Milwaukee because I think late game situations, they need a shot creator. They need somebody else who can get them offense without having to just run it purely through Giannis. And because Giannis struggles from the free throw line sometimes, that, that can be to their detriment. So now having Dame, Middleton is a, I think, really, he's going to be the third wheel here, but he's overqualified to be the third wheel. So it's really a really good big three. My main concern with them, and, and Javon, I see that you, uh, you've you commented and you mentioned it as well, is I'm not going to jump the gun and say they're the favorites to come out of the East just yet because I think the bigger issue for Milwaukee now is defensively. When they lost in five games to Miami in the playoffs, their issues were defense. They blew three double-digit leads in that series. That's something that you cannot have if you are a championship team. Dame and Giannis, without a doubt, make you a top-two team in the East, top-three at the worst. But this move isn't made for the regular season. This move is made to win a championship. I think 
They are close to winning a championship, but they're going to have to fill out that roster a little better. They're going to need a two guard who can play the three and D position. They're going to need a little bit more bench depth. They're a little older. Remember, the two bigs are Lopez and uh, Bobby Porters. Both those guys are a little older, so you want to get a little younger there. And Giannis is going to have to fully embrace the role as a defensive enforcer and defensive stopper. Trip, you and I talked about it during the playoffs last year, and we've talked about it in the past even when he won defense player of the year. He's got to be more willing to take on the assignment against the best offensive player of the other team. And so with Dame now losing the defense of Drew Holiday, who I know we're going to talk about in a little bit, Giannis now has to embrace that role. The MVPs and all that are great. He's got to become a defensive enforcer for Milwaukee to really reach their potential. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I agree with you a thousand percent. Um, I love I love the trade for Milwaukee. Um, I like I like Drew Holiday in Milwaukee. Um, I think he's he's a, he's a solid uh, two way point guard. Uh, but teams are getting better every year, and. Dame takes this team to a whole nother level. Um, now you have somebody, like you said, who can really kind of take over the games. You can put the ball in Dame's hands because he's going to knock down free throws. Um, plus, he's going to knock down big shots. Whereas, you know, a lot of times we gonna, we see Giannis with the ball in his hands during those times, and he's not the greatest of free throw shooters. So now you have a, 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 a bona fide superstar, uh, number two, with Damian Lillard going there, I, I see him closing out a lot of the games for this team. Um, you still got Middleton out there, who's who's a great two-way player. And then, of course, Giannis is probably the best two-way player in basketball uh, right now. So I don't think they suffer too much on the defensive end, you know, removing Holiday. Because, you know, they still have uh, Brooke Lopez there. They still got Bobby Porters. Um, shout out to Brooke Lopez because, yeah, I was talking about Brooke Lopez the other day. Brooke Lopez done reinvented his game so many times. He went from just being just a regular back-to-the-basket player. Then he, he, he got out west, started shooting the three. Then he came back to Milwaukee. Now he's a defensive player of the year candidate. At his age, to, to continue to progress and, and show different uh, aspects of his game, um, that's going to be very beneficial, uh, you know, for the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I like it, man. Sucks, you know, sucks for Drew. But he ended up in a very good situation as well. Um, as as some of you guys have mentioned in the comments, let me throw uh, Javon. Uh, shout out to Javon Pastor. Um, Drew Holiday to the Celtics. Now the Celtics are the front runners coming into the season. What does Drew bring them? Uh, I don't know if I necessarily got the Celtics as the front runners going into the season. I, I think it's, it's it's damn near neck and neck uh, with with them in Milwaukee because I know they do bring in Drew Holiday to play the point guard role, which is which is a role that they've been missing. He also plays defense, but they did have to send out Robert Williams as a part of that deal. Uh, they gave up a little bit of their, their depth as as well as a part of that deal. Um, I think it, it, it's, it's kind of neck and neck. I think it's going to come down to who can stay the healthiest, the longest, realistically, because, you know, obviously you lose Robert Williams, but you still do have Porzingis if you're Boston, but he actually has to come back from injury, work himself into, into game shape, and then – be available later into the season going into the playoffs. Um, I think this thing is, is is pretty evenly matched at at, at one and two. Um, so I don't I don't know if, if I would necessarily say the front runners, but Drew Holiday to the Boston Celtics is a huge, huge upgrade for them. They kind of have a, a big four now with uh Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Porzingis, and 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 Drew Holiday. Um, what was your thoughts when 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 Holiday wound up in Boston? I loved it. 
I loved it. It was something that we kind of talked about during the Friday Night Live. And um, I, I think Boston is the better team. And that's no knock against Milwaukee. But as you mentioned, you're talking about the, the talent with Tatum, Brown, now Holiday, Przingis as your, your fourth guy. Losing Robert Williams I don't think would be that big of a deal because Robert Williams is a guy who they couldn't rely on to stay healthy anyway. He missed a lot of time for them. And so they had to plug and play other guys at the five. Horford is still going to be one of those guys that they rely on late game situation. But I think you can sign a big and shout out to Ron Ron because I like that comment as well where Ron Ron mentioned about Matt Barnes tweet signed Dwight Howard. You can go get you a big who's just a rim protector and a rim runner. You don't need anything really special there for Boston. Right now, Holiday, I think, is an upgrade over Marcus Smart. Derek White was going to take a lot of Michael Brogdon's minutes anyway, so Brogdon going out in the deal doesn't hurt them as much. I like what Boston is doing, and whenever you're the team that's been a four out of the last five Eastern Conference Finals, I think you are you do have an advantage over Milwaukee. Again, no disrespect to Milwaukee, but Milwaukee lost in five games last year. The year before that, they lost in the second round. The year before that, we all know they probably shouldn't have beat uh, Brooklyn if Brooklyn was healthy in the playoffs. So – Milwaukee, for as great as Giannis is, they've underachieved at times in the playoffs. They had the one playoff run. Other than that, there's been some early exits from them. With Boston, at the very least, we've seen them in the Eastern Conference Finals year in, year out. So I think they are a little better team there. I like Boston's roster. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, like, I like the roster too. Holiday is a, a big upgrade for the uh, for the team. Um, hold, hold on one second, Eric. I got I got the fellas uh, trying to get, get on to the – to the platform right now. Let me see what's going on with uh, with Justin Biggs. Um, but yeah, I, I do like the like the roster, but I just think that the, the combination of Giannis and Dame is going to be so deadly. And when we're ranking the players on both of these teams, you know, Giannis is, is clearly clearly number one. And then after that, you can argue that Dame is the second best player out of everybody on this team. But if you want to say Jason Tatum and Dame are like neck and neck, I, I don't I don't see either one of these guys as like leaps and bounds ahead of the of the other. Um but again the two of the two of the best players out of the out of the both teams are playing for the Milwaukee Bucks. Um Yeah so. but I, I don't I don't know if we can simplify it just in that way because we gotta remember Dame has only played in one conference finals. So now playing with the expectations, they also have a first-time head coach in Adrian Griffin. You don't know how that's going to work out for them as well. And then again, they are the older roster because Lopez, Portis, those guys are already, and Dame himself, are all in their mid-30s. So now you're asking those guys to hold up for a whole 82-game season and then get you through three rounds of the playoffs. Dame has missed a lot of time the last couple of years with injury. I know there was a lot made about him being told to sit out the last 10 games of this year so that Portland could get a better draft pick. But even before those last 10 games, he had already missed significant time. So Dame has got to show that he can be healthy for at least 60 games a year before we can say, are they without a doubt have the best two players out of those teams. Boston to me, even if you want to say Dame is the second best player out of those two teams, Boston to me has shown a year in, year out that they're going to be there. Milwaukee has only had that one playoff run. That's why I give the advantage to, to Boston. Again, that's not to say that you know, their head and shoulders better than Milwaukee. Because like I said, I think Milwaukee is the top two team in the East. So I expect Milwaukee to be in that conversation. But if you're telling me or if you're asking me, hey, who do you think is more reliable? I think it's Boston. They've shown it year in, year out. Yeah. Um. I mean, listen, Boston is going to be there. But at the end of the day, Boston has not gotten it done yet. Whereas Milwaukee has gotten the job done. They, they do understand how to win. Um. So I'm still going to give them a little bit of the edge in the situation. But again, 
it's very close. It's not like either one of these teams is is far off. So if you, if you go in Boston, I, I can't be mad at you. If you go in Milwaukee, I can't be mad at you either. Um, but either, either way, I think the, the Eastern Conference Finals comes down to Boston and Milwaukee, and we'll see who goes on from there. Right now, on paper, that's the way it looks. Yeah. Facts. All right, we're going we, we, we gonna to get back to the NBA a little bit later. We got we got our special guest in the building. Uh, we, I, we, we, we deemed y'all as the new first family of boxing. So uh, well, welcome to, to, the, to the program, or welcome back to you, Justin and Chris. Welcome for the first time. We finally got the whole family to pull up. We got to get y'all all together at the same time in one, in one show because this is the new first family of boxing right here. What's going on, fellas? Yeah, we, oh man, yeah, what's we, up? What's up? We appreciate that, man. Thank yes, you, sir. man. Yo, thank you guys. And I think I think Milwaukee gonna take it easy, man. <laughs> there we go. Come yeah, on. The, the champ. The champ said it. The champ put the stamp on it. I, you 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 already know. I got. I, I always repost the video. Just shout out to you and your brother first. I'm yeah. not arguing with the champ. If, if he's saying it's Milwaukee, <laughs> then I guess we just gotta say it's Milwaukee. I'm not arguing with the champ on that. But how you guys doing today, man? We're doing great, man. We're doing great. Uh, we just been. Took a little vacation, relaxing for a little bit. He got he got a little sick, but he's here. Yeah, fellas, I came just for y'all, man. I don't, I don't man, I'm so congested right now. But if I start coughing too much, I might have to I might have to slide out just not to mess up the show. Nah, that's all we good. appreciate that. We gonna we gonna chalk this up as your flu game. This is your flu game, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know we fighting soon anyway, so fights don't stop. But can y'all turn turn the phone sideways? Uh, sideways, yeah. Sideways. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Uh, okay. You good? Okay. There we go. Nice. So let me let me let me let me ask y'all to just because uh, you guys just came off of a fight uh, last month. Talk to me. Talk to me about that situation. Oh man, it was for me. It was uh, fight number fourteen. Man, I've had a uh, seven fights since I've been back. Um, since. Uh, June, you know, I had my shoulder surgeries for everything. I've been just fighting a lot for months, very active, and I got a chance to fight for the uh, WBC, a WBC title. That's which, yeah, that's what we got the hat for. Yeah, so puts me puts me in line to fight like uh, Jamel Charlo, who's champion right now, and uh, so I'm just really happy about that. Uh, see, I like this. I like this type of talk. Because you know we we've, we've been there from from before the first belt, and then now to where we at now, that's a, yeah. that's a big name you threw out there. You know you, you fight one of the Charlo brothers uh, for that belt. So how far removed are we from from that situation? Uh, man, it should be within a you know. Uh, he just had to fight with, with Canelo last night, uh, so he says he's coming back to one fifty four. So if he comes back. Then um, it could it could be in, in a few fights, man. Uh, realistically, depending on what he wants to do. But if he leaves, then I definitely can you know match up with some of the other guys. Uh, I just I just want like the number one spot. So let me so, let me ask you guys. I, well, I know we're gonna get to the questions for the fans, but I want to ask the brothers directly because I know you guys were locked in yesterday watching the fight. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts on the performance from Canelo and Charlo yesterday, and did your opinion change in any way about either fighter? Uh, I I never really like um, thought much of like Canelo Alvarez. Um, I thought he was always good, but just um, when I say much. I mean like I thought he was a bit like a bit like overrated. You know, like a, a good product that was just marketed very well. Um, and but Charlo, I thought 
better of him. I thought he would make a better account of himself. But just the build up to the fight, it just seemed like he was just like happy to be there. And uh the stage was too was too bright for him, I believe. Canelo was on one though. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, Canelo yeah. Canelo was on seek and destroy time. Like yeah. he had he had no respect for Charlo. That was that was different to see that. Um he like a lot, a lot like Castano, but it was just different. He just knew that, you know, yeah. he knew Charlo couldn't mess with him that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said he was up in the, in the mountains getting getting his win right because he he wasn't able to to keep that same energy up in the later rounds the uh, the last couple of fights. So he said he, he was up in the mountains, guys breathing together, and now he mm-hmm. you know y'all heard what he said. Nobody could beat that that Canelo mm-hmm. Alvarez. So I, I don't know that that remains to be seen. But I, I did like what he did last night. Yeah, yeah, I like. He, you know what, Canelo Canelo. Did did good. You gotta give him respect just because he's been in the fight boxing for so long, sixty wins. But um, I, I don't consider like Charlo coming up two way classes like the upper echelon of competition. If it was like Benavidez or Demetrius Andre or the bigger Charlo, I would have been like, okay, yeah, you know, he he's this is a, this is an amazing win. But it was it was like what's supposed to happen, you know? Did you guys? see the bud crawford uh tweet where he basically said he felt charlo did charlo was just out there trying to survive and do you guys agree with that with his performance yesterday yeah like i, I think it was like kind of discreet like like a bit disgraceful man like <laughs> i just felt like you know lions only a lot of, like I, I don't know you you make it to that point and it's like for me if it would have been, been, been me per se i'd rather go out trying to win like on my shield and be like, yo, man, I tried, and I got caught with something. But unless there's, like, a bigger reason, meaning, like, if it's, you know, I heard somebody's hand being broken, then I understand, but I would have just went for broke. I mean, this is, like, this is the fight, you know, of his life. And um, But I, I knew it was coming because when he was training at home in Texas, he was like, oh, man, being a father doesn't doesn't stop. And, you know, I don't, I'm not going away. And he was just with his girl the whole time. He was with his kids. And that's fine. But you know, you you're going in there to kill or be killed, man. You can't be around like your girl and your kids and stuff like that. You know, a hungry man is gonna train in the mountains by himself, just him and his trainer, and sacrifice everything. So I saw he was doing that for a fight of that caliber. You know, there's one side where you could say it's Canelo, it's Canelo Alvarez just that great to where he makes, you know, Jamel Charlo, the undisputed champion at 154 you make him just look that average then there's the other side of it that's like you know did jamal just did jamal just bite off more than he could chew but to me i i I felt like this would happen but at the same time i was hoping that charlo could have just bit down a little harder and just i don't know Throw the right hand a little fight, more. Fight. It was throw the right hand a little more. Fighting, throw the jab with authority. With authority. I'm seeing. I'm seeing Canelo, three inch reach deficit, like mm-hmm. killing Charlo with the jab. I'm like seeing that little things like that. It's like, is that the weight or is it just the moment? So, that that was kind of my assessment of it. I I just feel like, I wanted to see a little more. I wanted to see more. I wanted to see more from Charlo. Just 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 come at him just like he's coming at you. You a man too. Y'all both men. The weight is whatever, but at the end of the day, let's, let's, let, we, we're going to fight. If you're walking me down, I'm going to meet you in the middle, and we're going to have to just fight it out at some point. Let me ask you this, because 
going up two weight classes at once is 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 in itself is a tough task. Do you think mm-hmm. that that Charlo should have fought someone else at that weight class first and then went to Canelo? I ideally, so ideally, yeah, you'll take your time. But this is not to me. You know, I haven't been in there with Canelo, but just watching, I'm just like, this is not insurmountable. This is not like, yo, man, like you know, it's not like he's fighting a guy that's he's six six and he's super long arms and never been defeated and you come up to weight classes to fight some giant it wasn't like that to me it is the guy that i've you know we've seen him lose to uh floyd mayweather he can't and also canelo has came from 147. Mm-hmm. so he's and he's an actually smaller guy so you know you know what to expect we've seen a lot of tape on him i just i expected more better you know yeah i i, I thought the performance would have been better as well um you, you mentioned Benavidez, who obviously was thrown out there yesterday as Canelo's potential next fight, but there's been rumors that him and Demetrius Andrade are going to get it on first. Mm-hmm. How do you like th- how do you like that fight, and how do you see that fight playing out if it does happen? I go I go Demetrius Andre. People said I was crazy. I was actually on live yesterday with Zab, and they were saying uh, basically, oh, nah, Demetrius uh, Benavidez is going to mow through him, but I'm like, nah, man. I'm going with Demetrius Andre. I feel like he'll be able to replicate what Caleb Plant did in the beginning and and, and get a dis- – well, you know what it is? It's always – got to ask two questions. Who's really going to win and who they're going to give the fight to? Now, I believe that when we watch the fight, we're going to say, wow, Demetrius Andre outboxed him. And similar to what Caleb, Caleb Plant did earlier in the fight. And then uh, – but – they may give the fight to Benavidez on the split decision, but I believe we will leave there like, ah, dang, like Lara, like Lara and Canelo, like, damn, Can- Lara won that fight. Right, Lara, Lara was a slicker boxer in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, do you yep. feel like, though, like w- one of the concerns I had yesterday with the Charlo fight, and, and even with Caleb Plant, as you mentioned, when you have a slick boxer like Caleb Plant, right, those early rounds, he can mm-hmm. get away with it. But if he can't stop you from coming forward, Benavidez then starts to tee off like he did in that fight against Caleb Plant. Do you feel that could be an issue for, for uh, Demetrius as well? When maybe early on his slick boxing is able to keep him at a distance, but then once Benavidez knows he can't really back me down, I'm going to start keeping applying pressure. There's different There's different guys with different mindsets. So Caleb Plant, he lost to me when he said, um, ninth round, he said, not bad for, you know, not not too bad, right, Canelo? Like, Canelo, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> That's a man that's conceding. That's a man who's not there, who's there to prove something to himself. Like, oh, I can really do this. I'm on this level. Demetrius Andre has criticized Canelo Alvarez for a long time. He, uh, he's he been an Olympian. When we were coming up in amateurs, he's a couple years older than me. He was the man. He's used to being the man. He was never given a shot. And as long as he's not getting old, I believe he's going to go in there from start to finish, and he's not. You're not going to be able to hit him with a couple shots. Caleb didn't get knocked out. Basically, what I'm saying is this: Bubu feels like he's better than Caleb Plant. Bubu feels like he's better than Canelo Alvarez. He is not going to allow himself to get knocked out in the same fashion as Caleb Plant. He's a different caliber of fighter. Let me um let me go to this fan mail question because we got a couple of questions coming in for you guys. <laughs> Uh, Javon Pastor says, "What was you guys' upbringing like? How many siblings?" 
What's up, Javon? What's up, man? What's going um, on? We have, we have a lot of siblings, man. There's seven of us total. Um, upbringing, boxing upbringing. Just first memories in the gym, watching fights. Um, just recognizing Zab coming up and like, being real close to my older brother, yeah. Raymond. So as, as a little baby, I, me as a, as a baby, I just remember idolizing boxers, looking up to them and and uh, I, you know, I didn't really know what I was gonna do yet, but definitely, like that's 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 those are my first most impactful memories, right next to like my dad, my mom, my brothers, my sister. So, yeah, I grew up watching watching boxing. My father trained us from little, learning to box in the kitchen, stuff like that. And I just, I, I, I thought everybody grew up to be a boxer. So I was like, ah, let me get older. I'm gonna win the Golden Gloves. I'm gonna become world champion. and be fighting on on HBO. But there's no more HBO boxing, but that was my thoughts as a child. Yeah, it might be a streaming app or something now. Yeah, but HBO Max, right? They're going to be there. Yeah. Showtime, I think Dazen is out there. They, they, the pay-per-view game is still, still looking good. Y'all, y'all going to get that. It's coming It's coming very soon. It's not going to be on HBO no more. <laughs> y'all don't get the Letterman card, but it's all good. Because we're still going to be yeah. a lot of pay-per-views with y'all names on them. And we got oh, we got to we got to give you guys your kudos as well because you you kind of launched your own platform for some of your own fights as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have um, uh, BP Network where we launch a lot of fights, even fights when we're not personally fighting, working those cards. Um, we're gonna we're gonna relaunch it soon. I'm sorry, guys. We're gonna be relaunching it soon. Um, but yeah, we just we just work and and, and do what we got to do. Just trying to be. Uh, Innovative, you know, um, thinking about the future. It's going to come a day where, you know, I, I, I may not, you know, I'm boxing this past. And I just want to be bringing up the, the new stars and, and uh, you know, just having ownership. And it's kind of sucks when you have someone telling you when you can and can't fight, what you can and can't do. And uh, it's time that, you know, our people get a piece of the pie. Absolutely. Can you can you talk a little bit more, both of you guys, about the relationship with with Zab and and, and Yoel and 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 how impactful that's been on you guys uh, coming up in the fight game? Yeah, Yoel having Yoel around is like like having the grandfather of boxing, especially in New York East Coast. But he's been all over worldwide. Like he's he has his stamp of approval. From every legend, uh, every gym, he, you know, so just having that um, gives us all kinds of confidence, specifically me um, and amateurs, because I don't have that many amateur fights, so even into the pros, it gives me, like when he says I do something right, I know for sure that I'm doing it right, and, and uh, I just go with that, man, but we're so close to him, family, friend, you know, our mom loves him, and he was super, super close with my dad. If our dad... Um, Pretty much, if he ever wasn't here like he is now, you know, rest his soul, he would only want us to be training with Yoel, to be honest. So yeah, it's cool. Like, you're working with Yoel is amazing because it's like, you know, you, the way I look at Zab is like he's, he's a legend. He's a guy that directly directly impacted me to box and you know, my older brother. So when I'm like hitting the pads and he's like, oh man, like you punch him like Zab or you do this. You know, you get to kind of compare yourself to someone that's great. Like, I guess if you're doing other, you know, playing golf and someone's like, you got to swing like Tiger. You know, Tiger Woods would do this. You just know you're like, wow, in that path of um, just being great. 
we talking about that's a legacy right there in, in, in boxing with, with, with Zab and Yoel. Zab definitely one of the greatest. Um, and then on top of that, Zab also, you know, being from Brooklyn, you guys being from Brooklyn, I think Brook, Brooklyn is being represented very well right now uh, in, in the fight game. Yeah, we got some we got some cool cool fighters in in uh in Brooklyn, um. But compared compared to Zab, it's like big shoes to fill. Like I don't, we got some cool 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 fighters, but Zab was just dominant. He was exciting. He had like the it factor. You know, I think that that's just really missing from from uh the the landscape and just being around and growing up with a lot of guys. Just to be honest. To me, it always feels like there's guys that our guys are good, but oh, you can't let them fight him. Yeah, you know, and Zab was just like, yeah, we are gonna put Zab against you and see what happens. You know, I would, like, I wouldn't bet on a lot of the guys that we have here, like against top, like, like, like them boy, them guys. You know? Yeah, facts, facts. Let me, let me go to. to Sorry, just to keep, just to keep it real, just, just to get, <laughs> you know. Just to keep real, you're right. Just so you guys don't go ahead and go, let me bet on so and so. Like, nah. I mean, that's what real championship yeah. is about. You got to put your champion up against other champions. Yeah. Facts. Right. I mean, do y'all feel y'all? So y'all feel like we got we got them guys that could take on the world right now at the top in Brooklyn, or I mean, well, in New York. Period. Well, I was I was I was referring to y'all too, but. You know. Oh yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh no, you know I don't want to be like. Yeah, yeah, okay. I thought you collectively talking about it. Yeah, but I, I mean, yeah, but well, that's as far my as the young thing, fighters, like, though. You know, you got yeah, you got you got shoot shoot out of Brooklyn. Up. Um, oh, oh yeah, okay, I, okay. Yeah, I forget. So it's, it's I a couple of young guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I forget that you guys were, but see, my mindset is like I, I, I look at the guys at, at the top, and I'm like. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to beat them and I'm going to like destroy them and I'm going to just try as, my best, you, should, you know? As you should. And I, yeah, I don't, I don't like feel like, oh man, that guy, like, uh, yeah. Uh, that's like the little, but yeah, yeah. we get, well, we definitely, we definitely want to, we definitely want to, um, we're we'll reading the comment here. Oh yeah. Uh, shout out, shout out to Imani Williams. She, she, she been rocking yeah. uh, for a long you. time. She, I, I'll let y'all read that question because I I don't I don't read those kind of questions. <laughs> <laughs> thank okay, you. Okay, yeah. In case they can't see it, um, she said, "Don't want to offend your wife slash girlfriend if y'all have one, but y'all handsome dudes. Uh, outside of boxing, what other sport did you all play coming up, and were you good in any of them? Um, if I was better at basketball." <laughs> Than I am at boxing, I'll be playing basketball. Be mine. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that right now. Um, but I, I think if if realistically, I'm the type of person if I put my mind to anything. And thank you so much for the compliment. I really appreciate that. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah thank you but, so much. Yeah, anything we really put our, our minds to, I put my mind to. I can do it. Um, but just like you know, like I was saying, growing up into boxing, that that was the first, that was the first passion right there. Nothing else. Got to me first, so you know we just yeah. we just going with this one. And we take we gonna take it yeah. to the take it to the absolute I'm, limit, man. We we up there on them lists, uh, top fifteen, top tens. We want all everybody, everybody and anybody. You know, I'm trying to be feared to the point where nobody even wants to call my name. So 
But yeah, let's talk about the sports question. I played a little bit of uh, basketball. I was on a football team for like one day. I feel like, uh, but you know what got me though? It was like when you, I didn't realize it was so much. We, we would go to the locker room and we had to watch film and like go over stuff. And my attention span was just so short. I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I need to like, I know it was that much thinking that, that came with it. Um, But I feel like I could have been like a quarterback or I'm, I'm pretty good at basketball. Like uh, Now, do, do you feel maybe the attention span was lacking because you wasn't really into it? Because boxing is, is very technical and, and you've got to mm -hmm. be paying attention and, like, I'm yeah. sure when you're going over things with your well, and even when you're in the ring, your mind is moving 100 miles a minute. So it's like, you think it was maybe just because maybe you weren't into the sport that much? I think that I never grew up watching basketball or like when everybody, like, I say this all the time. People like kids in school, like Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant. I was like, Zab, man. Like, that's all I knew, like, all I watched in my household. So it, I had to really like, sit down and like learn those things so i guess when you're watching something very bloody you know and like the stakes are so high i think boxing was always like oh my god like the adrenaline of is this guy gonna get knocked out is he gonna like it's just so so dramatic that i didn't really understand the concept of the sports now as i get older i like really really enjoy it and um see everything but in boxing i can see something once since a little kid and i can just copy i could, I could copy anything just my dad was like, yo, I'll show you something once and you get it, you know, but other things is a little different. Yeah, so you're right, man. It probably has yeah. something to do with that. <laughs> yeah. Just that attention span of, of other sports versus boxing. Overstimulation, too, I think. I like just, you know. <laughs> let, me, let me let me ask you guys this. Um, Justin, we've, we've been to uh, one of your training, training uh, sessions. Out of the two of you guys, who trains the hardest? Out of me and Justin. Yeah. He trains harder than me. He does. Is that because he's I mean, doing there's, there's, there's certain things that I smoke him at, like sit-ups and shit. He, yeah, he, can't, and he can't rock my sit-ups, but um, he got me in pads. Yeah. He's got more more fights than me, so he got me in yeah. rounds of ball right now. But we'll see. We'll see in about a year, about like two years when I hit, when I hit yeah. the double digits. I fight longer periods of time. Yeah, we'll, I'm, I'm we'll a 10-round ten, ten fighter. He's a six-round fighter. It's about to so. be a Peyton-Eli rivalry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one for the legends for sure. But but I also may train too hard, though. I've also heard that. Like I, I think I do too much sometimes. Let me, let me throw Scoop Hoops yeah. comment up there on the screen for you guys. Uh, Justin, talk about your win over Eric Bossler. Oh, thanks. Um, uh, Eric, Eric Bossa, man, that was a, that was a tough one. Uh, we fought up in Tennessee. Um, really tough, tough dude, man. Uh, a lot better than I. I knew he was tough, but a lot better. Um, technically than I thought, and I could tell in the fight. He watched uh, a lot of my my tapes. Good at switching. Uh, caught me with a good good shot in the third round. And um, but you know, I, I ended up taking it because you know you, you got it some people are able to give it but they're not able to take shot punch punishment so you have to be able to give it and take it and i think in that fight i proved that and was able to um get the victory but much shout out to eric bossler man a warrior and he gonna upset a lot of people was that the first time you took a shot like that in the ring where you felt like oh hold up <laughs> uh when i when i actually a second time when i fought um 
I think that was probably the hardest. But when I fought Roberto Gonzalez, uh, 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 yeah, when I fought Roberto Gonzalez, I, I got hit with a really, really good shot for the first time. Um, and this one, it happened again. So it's like every six fights or something. Can you explain to the to the viewers? Because Tripp and I always mm -hmm. talk about this when we're watching fights with people and they don't understand like the discipline to stay patient and fight. But like you said, you take a big shot and you got to keep mm -hmm. your composure. People expect you to just go in there and start swinging wild and knock somebody out. How difficult it is to kind of center yourself after taking a big shot? Well, it's kind of hard because, you know, I think that the thing about being a fighter is that you understand how you look. So basically, I, I can, I have to know what my hand positioning is, what my body is, if I'm square, if I'm, so like, I have to kind of see myself. So when you get hit, you're, you're disoriented because nine times out of 10, if you get hit really good and hurt, it's a concussion. So you have a concussion and you have to figure out how to stay calm. So the right amount, of, the right punches at the right time because you can, you don't want the fight to be stopped. Your facial expression can't change. Your legs may have wobbled, and you're trying to throw some shots just to grab them. Or if you're in a bad position, you're trying to make a miss to to grab them, get your head clear, and, and trick the other person to believe in that you're actually okay. And you may not be okay the rest of the fight. So it's it's just tough. Yeah, I, I argue with people all the time because they just. To them, oh, why isn't he throwing more? It's like, bro, he, you saw the shots he just took. He got to get himself together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got you got to get yourself together because, you know, you're lucky enough. Like, I always thank God when I get hit good and I'm not, I'm not like, sleep. You know, like, I'm like, God, thank you. So at least I can figure out how to get out of this situation. But it's, 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 it's an incredible feeling, man. When you get hit with those type of shots, the crowd goes crazy. You want to do something, but your first initial feeling, to be honest, is is fear, man. When a guy hits you really good, your brain sends it to your body like, "Yo, you gotta get out of here," and you have to go, "No, I ain't. We're gonna we're gonna get ourselves together. We're gonna win this fight." But initially, you're in a, a very weird place, like <laughs> you don't know what's going yeah. on. So let me ask you, what is it like on the other end when you land that big shot and you feel it like, "Oh, I, I landed that one." Man, it's it, it's it's euphoric. Like you could be literally dead tired like breathing heavy and you land that shot you get a boost of adrenaline if you haven't played fight night yeah like it's my your your your, yeah. your life thing go up and you start to throw combinations yeah, you have about you got yeah. get about 30 30 seconds of stamina to, to get the guy out of there that's why you see a lot yeah, of times the, the fighters charging after they get that one then they just going for it Yep, they're going. They're going for crazy. It's, it's an it's an incredible feeling, man. Knocking people out is like is nothing like it. That's the feeling that we yeah. fight for, man. That's the one right there. You, and then you start you start yeah. landing and heating up. Yeah, ah, it's dangerous, boy. You know it's coming. Just a matter of time. Chris, talk about your 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 transitioning and being in the ring. How how was it for you to get to that next level? For me, yeah. Um. It was a matter of paying, paying, paying very close attention to uh, to boxing and to how I how I look as a fighter. I started looking and see like, okay, if I were fighting me, what would I do? And those were the first uh, like, if I exploited a weakness, if I saw I might have carried my right hand a little low, or if I um, uh, left left my sides exposed. Um, 
I noticed that before I went came into the pros, it was a lot harder for me to fight on the inside. So I just would practice uppercuts, 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 practice body work, and then how to position myself when I'm on the inside. So those are the most important things I had to do. Um, really just putting those amateurish ways um, behind me and just making sure my body looked strong and absorbing shots. Um, just as well, like, you know, basically I'm a tall dude. I'm, I'm like 6'2", fighting 140 right now. So everybody's going to try to get in. I had to make sure that they don't want to come in. And when they come in, whatever they get is definitely not what they were looking for. I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna go to Pooh's question uh, for you guys next. Big shout, big shout out to Pooh. Uh, what aspects of your game do you feel separates you from other fighters? What's up, Pooh? That's a good question. Yeah, I think I think me personally, you just don't know what uh, version of uh, Justin Biggs you're gonna get. So you don't know if I'm gonna fight on the inside. I think Eric Boss a fight I fought on the inside very well. Um, well, the whole fight I was on the inside against a smaller, a shorter opponent um, and a puncher. Uh, when I fought other fights, you may see me box totally on the outside. And then I could just do a lot of different things. And everything I do, I feel like is great. And um, other guys do some stuff, you know, got me do one thing great. I'm a great inside fighter, but I feel like everything I pretty much do great. So. Yeah, for me, I have to say that... Uh it's my size is one huge aspect that just separates me from other fighters in and around my weight. Um, but on a broader on a broader spectrum, there's other fighters. It's just, I, I, I believe I have it all. I have every single um, piece. It's just a matter of me developing it and mastering it to the point where, you know, I could just utilize it however much I want to. Really, and that just comes with experience and timing. But I have speed, I have power, mm-hmm. I have defense, I have IQ, I have footwork, I have you know, head movement, range generalship. Yeah. Um, I can close the distance very well. I can find inside. It's just a matter of me just making it even better, everything better. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. And, and yeah. one punch, and one punch knockout power though too. I think that's that another thing I noticed. Yeah, hell's <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah, guys kind of, like, knock people out with accumulation. But I think when you can knock somebody out, like, one shot yeah. in, in, you know, middleweight or light, light, lightweight is pretty special. Growing, growing up in boxing, as you mentioned, with your dad, um, you know, showing you guys the sport very early on and then getting the tutelage from um, Yoel, how easy is it for you guys to make in-fight adjustments? Because I'm, I'm big on fighters who can make those type of adjustments while things are happening. Well, my my dad will watch like fights with us, and he will go. And as soon as the fight begins, first round, he's gonna knock him out with a left hook. So his eye was just so brilliant that he's able just to see things before they happen. And just growing up and watching fights with him, I started to develop that like that kind of like IQ. And um, I believe that that being able to make adjustments it comes from watching a lot of boxing. A lot of fighters don't watch boxing. Boxing only begins. With uh, for them like Floyd Mayweather, mm-hmm. so they they don't they haven't watched like the the legends and, and George Foreman's and the you know uh, some of the the Henry Armstrong, some of like Willie Pep. They haven't watched that deep into it. So uh, if I'm fighting someone, I watch how the guy fights and I will watch a fight that's similar to that one with the person <laughs> the person that uh, uh 
kind of like had my type of, my frame won the fight. And I watch it and I'll go, okay, that's what I'm probably going to do in the fight. And I watch a few fights like that. So I think that's the big uh, thing that my father gave me. You know, and, and you guys mentioned your father. I'm going to go to this next uh, question from uh, from Laquanda James. Big shout out to Laquanda. In 2015, you all lost your father. My question is, what kind of father was he, and what do you miss the most about him? She lost hers a few years ago, and it was a struggle, um, and still is. So how do you guys deal with it? Yes, uh, that's, that's a good question. You, you never really get over it. Um, I think, like, this is our dad's dream, and we're, we're, we're making it come come true. And it's, like, bittersweet because, you, you, you know, I'm, I'm also very sorry about you losing your father. My condolences. Um it's, it's it's hard because you you know you're doing something you know he's happy and he approves of it, but you don't really feel. I know people say that they're here with you, but you don't. You want to see their facial expression. You want to see them happy. So, uh, but I'm glad that I know I'm doing something that he approves of. Me and me and my brother. Uh, thank you, Laquana. Yeah, we definitely did lose our father. He was a great man. A great man, loved by many people. Uh, to this day, you know, we come across certain people that may not know that he passed away, and we tell them, and they just look a shock on their face and hurt. It's almost as if they saw him as someone that couldn't even really pass away. And I understand because you know, I felt I felt the same way. Yeah. I mean, he put he put he put us on this he put us on this path. You know, I missed the most. Um, I wouldn't say I I miss pretty much everything about him, but I think the thing that really sticks out to me is. Him not being able to enjoy these moments with us in the physical, in the physical sense, like we're used to, that's that's the hardest, the hardest part of all of it. Yeah, I miss him getting me into fights and stuff. Right. Like other yeah. fighters, like he would come, like our dad would come on here, you know, and probably say some crazy stuff about the fighter, and then that would, then me and him wind up fighting because he said that, <laughs> and I'm like, I have nothing against the guy, but you know, I'm definitely going to like rub his neck because my dad said that type of stuff. Right. So. It's your excitement. Yeah. You talked about the history of the sport. Who was your dad's favorite fighter? Dang. Who's dad's favorite fighter? I don't ever remember him saying that he had one, to be yeah, honest. But I'm sure he must have had one. Yeah. I, I recently learned that uh, my grandfather used to sit him and my uncle down and watch boxing every weekend. Um, so he must have had a favorite. His kids. The, oh, oh no. Pernell. Pernell's favorite. Pernell Whitaker was his favorite. They, they got the, yeah, they got to coach my brother together. Nice. Yeah, I, I met Pernell too. Look what I, I I got, man. I just pulled this out. For yeah, y'all. Man, pull it out. Are you, are you, oh, are you mad because he's styling on y'all? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. We that's a, and that's a, that's a new one. We haven't actually got to see that belt up close. Yeah. We're gonna, we gonna have to come to the gym. I need to see that belt up close and personal, man. That's oh, please do, y'all. Yeah. Please do, man. That's definitely, <laughs> we got to pull back up. Um, let, let's keep it on family. Um, big shout out to uh, to Lene. Lene says, talk about your beautiful sister who is a boxer. Y'all got to be proud of her, and it's rare to have three boxers in the family, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, hi, yeah. Lene. How you doing? Uh, yeah, it's very rare. My sister... She's a beast, man. What 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 more can we really say? Like when it comes to boxing, she's a beast. She yeah. she went through some complications with health. Uh, she had a, a clot, like a couple a, a year, some change back. Mm-hmm. So that kind of set her back. It's been a little 
dangerous for her to get back into it. But I know, you know, as soon as she can, that she will. Uh, we're very proud of her. Very proud of her. Yeah. And it's tough having having yeah. multiple boxers in one family because, um, like, sometimes, you know, I look at my sister. I'm like, she has, she has. I think she has more talent than all of us, all the brothers. I think she has more more pure raw talent. Like yeah. She just put some gloves on and started whipping whipping people up early. Yeah. Um. So some that's the tough part of it though. You see how much talent somebody has, mm-hmm. and then you may not see that in yourself as of yet, or maybe you do. I don't know. But you'll expect more from them than maybe sometimes they might expect from themselves. Yeah, we definitely we definitely proud of her. Um, she she's you know she's incredible. She's coaching us now. So all our, our wins that we've had. Seven, seven or eight. Um, she's been there working with us. So yeah, she's, she's undefeated. She, Fifteen and zero undefeated as a as a yeah. as a professional and trainer. Two and zero undefeated as a fight as a as a um, boxer yeah, yeah. has a belt, and uh, you know is on a path to being being a world champion. So um, it's a good feeling, and uh, yeah, we just just happy to have. But like you were saying, it's weird though because when you're all fighting on the same day. You know, imagine like you're in your locker room getting ready. You got to watch the results of your sister, then your brother, and you're like, oh shit, like yeah, they got that win. And you're like, let me go out there and get my win. You're trying to be there for them, and put, you know, put you got more pressure on you if if after you see see one of your siblings win, and then now you got to go up. Is the pressure increased right. now? Now it actually takes the pressure off of me because it's like <laughs> I'm more worried about them. Like I'm like, dang, is she all right? Is he nah, good? I think just I think just front. So you telling me if Chris knocks somebody out in the first round, you're not like oh, I got to get him out of there in thirty seconds. I can't, I can't oh, let you little bro get that joint right there. <laughs> uh, you know what? Yeah, part of me goes, I I better win. I better not be the only one going home. Like <laughs> like we used to go home, and I remember if he if, if if I won, and he didn't win, it would be weird because I can't be super excited. Yeah, you know the car ride home, but. Yeah, it's, it does put extra motivation. It does, yeah. I'll tell you what. These car rides is all wins. Everybody's winning. Yeah. Ain't nobody going home, uh, you know, feeling slighted. We be coming home with trophy, trophies and belts from here on out. That's so. what it is. I mean, Trip, we got to get to the to the gym because we, we talking to two future champions, and then your sister might be training of the year soon. So, that's, you know what I'm saying? It definitely yeah. might be something crazy happening right there. Yeah, we, we – Oh, we, man. Yeah. Wow. Let's keep that into existence for yeah, sure, man. man. We, that's we, a fact. We, we, yeah. Let me let me let me give one one really quick shout out while we talking about the fam. I always got got to shout out Mama Biggs because she took care of me and Eric. Uh, I got to tell the story. I, I love telling the story. We came through to one of one of Justin's earlier fights, and it, it he got the W too damn fast, so we couldn't enjoy the fight. We got there late, and Mama Biggs was like, "Listen here, y'all take your money back because you know we we paid, we wanted to support." And she was like, "Nah, I can't even take your money." And then you know it's just been it's been love ever since then. So I got to send her some love while we on, while we on the air with you guys. We were literally walking through the through the doors of the venue when your mom stops like, "Oh, it's over already." Right? Yes. Like, what do you mean? We just got it. She's like, "No, it's over. It's done." He got him up out of there quick. Facts. So, <laughs> shout, out, shout out to mom for real, man. Uh, appreciate that, y'all. Yeah, she loved to hear that shout out. We're gonna tell you, you said it for sure. Yeah, she's gonna be super, super excited. Yeah, man. I right, heard though. She should take care of you guys, man. She, mm-hmm. anybody that's like, you know, if y'all rock with us, she rocks with y'all for sure. Yeah, and you guys are so, so, uh, like, man, professional, and I love what you guys are doing. You know, uh, with this platform right here, and uh, just for being there for me, man. I mean, like, you know, if it's. Oh, this, this is family, man. This is family. This is a family affair. Yeah. That's I'm honored to be up here with y'all, man. Fact, honored, man. 
And y'all got y'all got to go back to um for the for, for everybody that's that's watching and check the previous interviews with the family because we got everybody up here and now we finally we got the Holy Trinity now <laughs> now that Chris is here. <laughs> so y'all go back in the archives and check those. Um and Janetta, don't worry, I'm getting to everybody's comments. I'm gonna go to your comment right now, Janetta. All right, both of you, give me your top five boxes of all time. Do you all know your history? Because sometimes us youngins don't know about the Mike Tysons, the Ali's, the Foremans, the Roy Jones Juniors. To, to be fair, yeah. Janetta, did, Janetta did post this before you started going into the history as well. So she she you okay. know, she hadn't heard that comment yet. But go ahead. Yeah. No, it's cool. That's see, that's not even far back enough, Janetta. You got to go further back. You know, Archie Moore, Marciano, Joe Lewis, yeah. and even further back from that, man. You know, Sugar Ray Robinson. Uh, Justin said Henry Armstrong, Willie Pep. Uh, I, I was just reading on that dude. Remember that dude they said for heavyweight he was short? What was that guy's name? Oh, Sam Langford. It's it's so many of them, man. It's so many of them. Uh, top five. I say my top five is uh, Manny Pacquiao is in my top five. There's no order, no order, so nobody gets mad. Uh, Manny Pacquiao. I say uh, Roy Jones. Um, man. So many, so many good fighters, man. Uh, one of my favorite fighters is Sergio Martinez. I ain't gonna say he's top five best, but I'm throwing him in there. That was one of my favorite fighters coming up. Of course, Zab Judah. Um, man, there's a lot of great fighters, man. Damn. Um, I'll, I'll put. Um, Who you got, Jess? Go ahead. Give me some. I'm gonna go with uh, <laughs> Zab Zab Judah, Roy Jones Jr. Uh, oh, I didn't say Terrence Crawford. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Terrence, but, Terrence Crawford, uh, Jack Johnson, and uh, I'm gonna go with. Dang, it's a hard one. Um, I'm gonna go with Chad Johnson. No, 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 Chad Floyd. Chad, no, Chad Dawson. Chad Dawson. No, no money yeah, no, Mayweather. Huh? No Floyd money Mayweather. Come on, man. I, I, I mean, I'm, listen, it's their personal preference. They, they allow to have who's on their list. Now, do I think? Oh, yeah, Durant. 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 Do I think Floyd is, is 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 one of the best ever? Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't. Um, I, I'm just probably putting guys that affected me and my style and i just love to like to watch them you know like he's better than, he's probably better than a lot of people on that list you know but for each reason i have a different reason for a lot of those guys yeah i like see i see the first one i said was pacquiao that's just because <laughs> yeah. of what pacquiao did and the way he came into the he came yeah. into mainstream boxing he comes mm -hmm. blazing knocking everybody out yeah. nobody had answers for him everyone was scared of him um i i had I'd never seen nothing like that before. Yeah, you know, being a, being in our background too, we come from a, a background of slick boxers. Obviously, you know, the black fighters in the, in the East Coast—that's what we do best. But mm -hmm. like certain things, I've never seen. You just going like even Zab had an amazing hybrid fusion of that slick boxing. Mm -hmm. But if he the second he sees that 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 that, that, that green light, he's he's gonna take it. Um, so. Killer, killer, killer instinct, man. You know, boxing is hard. If I'm in a fight where I got to box, I'm going to just box. But I don't want y'all to come to fights and just see me always not, like, you know, engaging and stuff, you know, like with the opponent and trying to really hurt him. I think that boxing had, like, a very – even now, it's it's 
you have guys that get in there and they just they're great fighters and but they're just not applying themselves and mastering the art of knocking people out and hurting them so i don't like to watch fights like that to be honest you know i i, I can tell chris like to mix it up because he mentioned sergio martinez manny pacquiao and mm -hmm. robert Dur and roberto durant so yeah. he, he like he like to get people up out that ring he, he want to mix it up they didn't go 12. Say, listen, I, I love to, man. I, I really love to. Because I actually, when I was first, first started boxing, I was just a mover. I would move and tag you up when I can. And you probably wouldn't be able to touch me. But as I grew up, I'm like, man, this just take too much energy. Like, if I, if I put half the energy I put into moving, <laughs> into punching somebody in the face, then this fight will be over in less time. So that's why I just, that's what, you know, I started to do. So this makes sense. Time efficient. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah, go exactly. I'm gonna go to Hoop Baller Scoop's question because this kind of can kind of connect. How can a boxer mentally control a match? Me, I, I talk to myself when I'm in there. One of my last fights, I think it was my sixth fight. Um, it was my first six rounder, and I, and I it was a little tough. The, the 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 getting was the getting was tough. So, um, I had to just talk to myself like, man, I'm not about to let myself lose. I'm not about to, you know, talk myself through it. Um, know, know that you train, obviously, because you don't train properly. You get in there, there's no amount of mental strength going to help mm -hmm. you. But if you train like you're mm -hmm. supposed to, you just will yourself through it, talk mm -hmm. yourself through it, and hope to God you have a good good coach and, and good training. <laughs> my, my sister helps a lot with that. Yeah. My brother be there, I hear him, and um, absolutely like, none other than your will. Yeah. None other than your will. He, he, he'll make you feel like you could you could defeat anybody, and you know. Yeah, I think I think for me is like my dad used to say like, you gotta let a good fighter lets the person see what they want them to see. So if I'm allowing you to feel as if you can throw a certain shot, a punch, it's because I'm prepared to counter that punch. Yeah. So I may also make you feel as if you can't throw a certain punch. So I may take it away from you. So whatever your greatest tools are. So I think mentally is the person that establishes things. Like I can hit you with a jab, you can't hit me with a jab. So now the only thing you can do is throw a right hand, but I'm looking for the right hand to hurt you with something. So a fighter that's able to just play chess like that at a high level is mentally going to control uh, uh, the fight. So you guys go into the fight looking to, to control it mentally first and then physically take over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I go in there mentally to make them feel like, dang, he's too fast. He's too good. Dang, this is what I watched on film. Oh man, it's about to happen to me, you know, like stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Um, the pros is different from the amateurs too because every punch counts a lot more. So uh, when when to me when I I land the punch, I like to land the punch that they don't think I'm gonna throw. So you know, you show them the jabs to the head, simple stuff. Show them jabs to the head, but the jabs really come to the body. Yeah, that little one thing right there will mess somebody up while they're all trying to hit you and. They haven't even touched you yet. Just simple stuff like that. So they don't know if it's coming up, it's coming down. And uh, that's a way to like throw, control the rhythm of the match and throw your opponent off so they don't know what you got coming. Yeah, finesse, finesse. Yeah. Got you. I'm going to go to D-Nell. Shout out to D-Nell Jackson. Uh, what is that moment that you would say had the biggest impact on your career, whether it be a win? Well, we don't, we don't do losses on this side. Sparring match, <laughs> personal lesson, et cetera. Um, you know, I think it's, I think it's actually a loss, man. 
I think uh, <laughs> the Lord is it's funny because you know things are going your way I, I feel like I never lost in the professionals but losing the amateurs was was great for me because I feel like I was watching my brother watching Zad my brother was number three in the world winning everything right and Zad was him and my brother child prodigies but things took me longer and I would just constantly compare myself and go, oh my God, they did this at 16. I'm doing this at 21. Like, you know, but I feel like when I when I lost, it was like my first time ever really losing, thinking I really lost a fight, even though it was by a little bit, I had to accept it. I had to go ahead and become better. And then I, you know, I avenged it and I just became a different type of fighter with everything that I did. And I realized I never liked that feeling. And my first time I was crying and my dad was like, yo, he looked at me. He hated, he hated when I cried as a kid. Like he was that type of dad. Like I'll give you something to cry for. But I lost. I threw a tantrum, was crying. He was like, looked at me, he said, you know, man, when Floyd lost his first fight. That's what he did too. He, he, he like, he cried. And I knew that I was like, yeah, I'm on a path of greatness. I hate this feeling of losing. Let, let me, let me ask you this, Justin, how, Difficult was it for you to sit out dealing with the the injuries during that during that time? It was very it was very it was very difficult because Boston moves so fast, man. Like you're seeing your peers uh, become do great things. You've seen some people you know you were just in the gym with become world champions. You've seen people you know be, get rich. You've seen some people fall off. Um, and you start, you know, every day you're just like, it's like go to therapy. And for me, I was just flying across the United States looking for doctors that can help me. So I had a surgery, didn't go, had a surgery. I did some other things, it didn't work. And um, I finally found a place, but it took me going to physical therapy pretty much every day. And it just drained you, you know, mentally, uh, financially. And sometimes it's weird because you're like, People are like, what do you do? You're like, oh, I'm a boxer, but it's like I haven't fought in, you know, like a years, years. So it just messes with your mind. But then I realized, I said, for me, my my superpower has to be, you know, indomitable will. Like, no matter what, I'm gonna make it out of this to get to the other side, like to the story, to being champion again, to doing great things. So it was very difficult. It was it was literally one of the hardest hardest uh, periods of my life, for sure. Should we take? Let me see who got me up here. Oh, let me go to let me go to Hoops Nation. It's actually a good one. Uh, shout out to Hoops Nation. What do you all want to be remembered for when you hang up the gloves? You know, I was just asking myself that the other day. I was like, Do you want to be the best boxer ever, or do you want to be the richest boxer ever? <laughs> and I'm still deciding. I'm not. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. But they, they, those those are some good choices. So one of the two. I want to be like reliable, like reliable, and people go like, "Wow, I can just bet on this kid, and he just goes in there and just represents professional, gives it his all." And at the end of the day, like people just have barbershop talk, and they're just like, oh, "I bet he could be Justin Biggs could have beat him," you know, like what he could have beat who? He could have beat Sugar Leonard. He could have beat this one. He could have beat that one. Like that's how I like to be. Uh, uh, remembered. 
So, so one of the people that matter. So let me let me say this then, because all right, when when y'all are both undisputed, what divisions are y'all gonna be at? When y'all both undisputed champions at the same time, what divisions mm. are y'all gonna be undisputed champions at? Well, right now I'm at one forty. I think I'll be I should be able to make this for the next for the next few years few years. So um yeah, I'd like to be the next undisputed champion at super uh yeah. super lightweight. Yeah, one fit uh me one fifty four is looking like I'm already high in the <laughs> rankings. Is and those and those, are, those are some hot weight classes, man. Yeah. Those are some hot weight classes. Errol Spence. Oh, you know what? You brought up Errol Spence. Let me let me let me ask you this. Is there any <laughs> anything that changes in the rematch with him and Terrence Crawford? Is there anything he can do? Is there anything that that goes down differently or is it a foredrawn conclusion that is going to be the same outcome as last time. Um, and in, in, in that inevitably, I mean, it just depends. Like, is is, I mean, is is turn is Errol was Errol was Errol shot? I mean, he looked fine before the um, these previous fights, but I believe it's that he does need to go on a, a higher weight. Um, but inevitably, I believe that Terrence Crawford just has his number. He could do better. Don't get me wrong. He can come in there and win more rounds, and but I think eventually he'll just get stopped. You know, like knocked out. It's just the way he's been fighting for for so long, and it's just tailor made for Terrence Crawford because I believe Terrence Crawford is the best fighter in the world and an all time great. Like I, I just he can go in there and to me, if he stopped Canelo Alvarez, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I think I think it depends on if he keeps his team the same and how quickly the rematch happens. Um, but if everything stays the same, which is kind of looking like it will, yeah, there will be a difference, and that difference will be that he will get beat a lot quicker and worse. But mm-hmm. yeah, but I respect it though. I, if he fight, fights him again, I respect it. You got yeah, you got to. He's a dog, he man. I don't even think yeah. he shot. I really don't think he shot. I don't think he was shot before that fight. I don't think he'll be shot now. Like he's just one of them type of really. He's a great, durable, you know, guy, yeah. Yeah. A top guy. That it's going to take more than just Terrence Crawford to really, to um, mm-hmm. to 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 take his take his take fight take the fight out of him mm-hmm. to really break him. When when you guys watched that fight, were you surprised by how dominant he was? Because I remember texting Trip. And I, I don't remember ever seeing a, a time where two high-level fighters fought and one of them was so outclassed. Because, I mean, it just seemed like he could, he didn't understand how to gauge distance. He couldn't close distance. It was a lot of wild swings. He was just so off-balance. Do you guys ever remember seeing a high-level fighter, high-level fighter that embarrassed in a, in a marquee match like that before? Uh, I remember Pacquiao Cotto, but there was reasons the 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 – the weight, the weight class. Yeah. I remember when Bernard Hopkins beat Pavlik mm-hmm. Tarver. That was that was pretty good. But, I, but then they were. It was, it was always some situation around it. Uh, but I've never seen anything like that in my life. And uh, with, with, as far as uh, none of that magnitude. It's like that was. That's like if I saw Floyd Mayweather. Not pack it out, beat him up and knock him out and destroy him from from beginning to end. But I had so many arguments and conversations that this would happen with people, and I always had Terrence Crawford. I mean, I'm talking like 
five years ago. I said, yo, he gonna stop experience. People go, what? You don't know nothing about Bobby. Are you crazy? Like interviews like this, just people going. I'm like, yo, he's gonna stop him. I just I saw it. I saw it happening. And uh, my thing was the the biggest difference. Why that happened to me is that people don't understand. Terrence Crawford has a has a uh, a wrestling background. Errol Spence played football, which which Errol Spence's physicality allowed him to put people on the ropes and mm-hmm. beat on them. In the middle of the ring, Errol Spence does not have necessarily fast twitch muscles and can fight you uh, mid range. Um, he could box a bit, but that's not his strong suit. But uh, I knew that Terrence Crawford would catch him something in mid-range because he's the faster, sharper punches. When I watched both of them fight, I said to myself, Errol Spence knocks everybody out on the ropes. Will he be able to get Terrence Crawford on the ropes? No, he will not because I saw when he fought Jeff Horn. Jeff Horn gave Pacquiao trouble, put him on the ropes. He will not be able to do that. And Ter- Terrence Crawford knocks people out anywhere with any, with any shot. So that's why I said he, he will lose. It's a great assessment, yeah. When he got him in the middle of the ring, he had no answers for Crawford's. None. He's just, just, no. just, just, just. I think, mm-hmm. I think, I think it's it's all that, and and the little extra, a little extra is why I said that you know, coach, and no disrespect to his people, his team, but there really wasn't no game plan with levels that was apparent to me that night that they had for Terrence Crawford. Like, you know, a fight of that magnitude or any fight, you really should treat any fight like it's a fight of that magnitude. And your coaches or you, whoever, should really put in the due diligence to break it down. What you're going to do when he does this? What do you do well? What do you not do so well? What is he probably going to do? And I just didn't see any evidence of that. I just saw Errol Spence, which was enough to become unified welterweight champion, which, you know, that's. But I didn't see the the next level to where Terrence looked the best he ever looked. he, He already was extremely dominant. So I didn't see that next level of, you know, rising to the occasion and really proving that he was the best world player in the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, been, it's been a tough few months for, for Derrick James because obviously he was the trainer last night for Charlo and that loss. Yeah, you know what? I don't blame him for that. I don't blame DJ for that because he was telling Charlo the right stuff. Yeah. For what yeah. I heard, I'm like, yeah, Charlo, like he's saying, throw more punches. Yeah, he's saying – to get up in there and act like you could beat this guy, like sometimes you know, seem like Derek might have believed it more than he could. Mm. He never. I don't think Charlo ever, 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 ever believed Derek James. It's tough because this AJ and um, looks like this AJ and Wilder fight is gonna be made, and hopefully, that's gonna be real bad. Hopefully, because I don't know Anthony Joshua don't seem like he want to fight. Uh, Fury or Deontay Wilder, so I I, I hope it gets made because that was a fight that we you know really wanted to see, but I don't know about Anthony Joshua, man. He yeah, like he be you know. ducking. <laughs> you know about you know you know, you know exactly what he's gonna do. <laughs> I think he's gonna I mean, lose. I don't I, I I don't see him beating Deontay Wilder. Yeah, I hope that he doesn't. I hope that I'm a I, I, I'm a pray that he makes it out of it okay because. The the he has no wins in that fight. That guy's a devastating puncher. Deontay don't do everything what right. It's like you know Deontay reminds me of. You remember Drumline? Mm-hmm. When Nick when Nick could just like play but couldn't read music. Yeah, I got yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like 
<laughs> he could just he know how to knock people out, but he don't really know how to do everything else. Like, yeah. He don't set up everything the right way, but when it land, it land. <laughs> he a ge- he's a genius in his own right. way. He says, I don't got to do it. And, and he started off late, too. He's, he's, he's yeah, he did. You know, boxing he did. Late. So, but, you know, that shout, shout out to Deontay Wilder. Let me go. Let me pull up. I got to pull up. Pooh is back. She 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 back with another uh messy question. Let me let me go to this because the ladies <laughs> want to see what's going on. Do y'all have female uh groupies and any wild stuff a female has done to get your attention? She's guessing all sports have has groupies. Mm, okay. Um, I don't. You know, we don't call them that. We just they're supporters, man. Everybody supports <laughs> us. <laughs> all supporters. As far as great anything answer. wild, great answer. <laughs> nah, no one's done anything wild. Not, not that I can, I can remember. No, I don't think nothing too crazy. It's weird though, cause like I think when I'm when I'm when I'm fighting, if you catch me like probably outside of the gym, but I'm boxing, I'm just really in boxing mode. So if someone is, let's say, if like someone's a fan, like like hey, I saw you fighting as a supporter, and they're like they might be flirting, but I wouldn't notice, cause I was just like just trying to. You know, be professional. We so. we go we go away a lot, and um, I was on one of these countries. I'm not gonna say, but once you know, somebody tried to like you know hook me up with their with their daughter, and that was pretty awkward. That was that was that was, that was, that was definitely that was pretty awkward. But uh, that's that's wild. You know, Cause just supporters, man. Supporters, daughter. you know. Daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got Pooh. You got to ask this question when they both get to to the undisputed champion uh, point in their career. Yeah, then yeah. you got to come dude. back and ask this question. At that point, we're gonna have we're gonna have the fellas back, and we're gonna ask that question again and see how things have changed. Yeah, there might be some different answers then. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let me let me start getting through some of these questions. Uh, you guys uh, are still somewhat young. I'm sure y'all into hip hop. Who y'all listening to heavy right now? And they want to know your your top five rappers of all time. Mm, that's a good one. Um, top five, man. My favorite rapper of all time is Drake. People are gonna be upset about that. Yeah. But that's you know he, he, I think he he's the best song rapper. He's the best song making rapper I, I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, Lupe Fiasco is my favorite lyricist of all time. Mm-hmm. Lupe is like undefeated. Uh, uh, I, I felt I messed with J Cole heavy. J Cole is dope. Big Sean is one of my favorite rappers. Yeah, Big um, Sean, amazing. I think yeah. I like I like I always like the I say no order but like Eminem. I love Fifty Fifty Cent Wave. Uh, Drake definitely. Lil Wayne, Lloyd, too. Lloyd, 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 yeah, Lloyd Banks, Lil Wayne. Um, I like I like A Boogie right now. I like what he's what he's doing. Um, and uh, this this guy got locked up, but I did I really did enjoy Tory. Yeah, Tory man, he got he got to do the time though. Yeah, do the time. But like Tory was the next up, man. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he ain't, he ain't gonna be gonna be uh, back for a little while unless yeah. he do an album from yeah. behind the walls. So yeah, it's, it's, I hate I hate that because you get invested, it's like starts to be like um if you ever said the older people like when they have to say we like R and B and like 
Uh, you know, R. Kelly, it's like you just can't say Tory. <laughs> <laughs> we got to scratch him off the It's so controversial, you know, but he's, as, a, as an artist, he was good before he, whatever he did, that stuff, you know. Yeah, qu- Quarantine TV was pretty uh, pretty lit. Quarantine Radio was lit. <laughs> yeah, Quarantine Radio, yeah, I will say... Uh, he, he was uh, he was keeping the people entertained uh, during, <laughs> during COVID. Oh, man. All right, let me go to Linnea's question. Y'all know what's crazy. I'm sure this may make y'all laugh, but I love watching boxing weigh-ins. Uh, fun question for you both. What thing does your brother do that annoys you? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, Justin don't really like pay attention to detail so he'll do some uh he'll do something like uh you know be, be looking for something and then leave the door open or not put it back it's a real real just real irritating stuff and you, you go back to yourself like yo why you didn't if you don't go my bag put my at least close it close the bag back i don't leave the stuff sprawled out but i'll take everything out take what you need and just turn around and leave uh <laughs> that's what he does that's annoying I think with him, uh, he's really, he's like antisocial, you know? He's, he's social, but antisocial. He has to like build up to be around people. So every now and then he feel like just get real weird with me out of nowhere and just be hit, like hiding in the room for three days. I don't do that, y'all. No, no, you know, just weird stuff like that. <laughs> this is a weird guy. All right, let me, let me go to Ron Ron. Shout out to Ron, man. Ron Ron, man, what's going on? Uh, who was the person that you met? Could be any sport that when you met them, you was in awe of them. Uh, was the person you met? Could be in any sport that when you met them. I mean, like, man, I met Roy Jones. I was in signing yeah, all. Yeah, I didn't let him know anybody around know, but I was like, dang, that's Roy. Yeah, Roy Jones. I got yeah. the picture and everything. I was like, dang, man, like this yeah. dude. Van there. Yeah, it right don't there. get colder than than yeah. like just pure talent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think work could have been anything. Vanders, he's huge. Vanders huge and still like at this age, he's crazy ripped up. He's in great shape, man. Um, Yoel's super athletic too. Yoel, yeah. Who else have you met that that Mm. is in all them? I only really like to be honest with you, man. I only really look up to look up to fighters like that, like. To be in all of them, there's nothing, no one I could really meet outside of uh, the boxing world. I would be like, I'd be happy to meet a lot of people. Don't get me wrong, but to be in all, it'd only be a boxer. And that, that was that was my Roy moment, probably. Yeah, any sport that you met. Oh, oh, if we met them, we'd be in all. I think Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, probably, and uh, Michael Jordan. I'd be like, damn, that's Michael Jordan. I met Floyd Mayweather, yeah. I met Floyd Mayweather. That was pretty amazing. Floyd, Floyd yeah, Floyd is pretty, uh, it was pretty magical and stuff. Like I was on 24-7. It feels weird when you meet certain people, yeah. though, because it's like, you know, you, of course you expect them to be human, but their exact, like, height and proportion where they do yeah. things, like, damn, it's so weird, man. Like, I'm looking yeah. at this person as if they're alien, but they're right here, just right now, yeah. just, like, right. standing here. Just and they glow. They regular glow, human. They glow a little bit, too, like. <laughs> uh, like, rich, like rich people and like famous rich people, they have like they have that aura. Yeah, it's like a weird. I don't know what they use. It's like <laughs> a weird thing. It's like, oh man, the different lotion they use. Yeah, it's something. <laughs> <laughs> Floyd had a different kind of glow to him. I was like, oh, 
The reaction right. question, when you read Floyd, when you read Floyd, would you kind of sizing him up like how you would attack him in the ring? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you know what happened? I did. I thought I thought I would. Right? I was like, let me see what size this guy is. But then when I when I came through, he had trained and stuff. But he had like this bag, right? He had like this bag of money. And like before he trained, he just like went in the bag and yo, thank you for letting me use the gym. Yo, well, th- thank you, thank you. He took went in the bag, took a stack of money out. All I could think about was asking for somebody. <laughs> I was nineteen. I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna play the Bible." I didn't even manage you. He got oh. it. <laughs> yeah, <you're> right. <laughs> that shit is nothing to him, right? Like, right. That's, 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 that's his white tea money. That's that's all that is. That's white tea money for, for yeah, Floyd. But, um, you you mentioned you mentioned Roy Jones Jr. I I have a theory about Roy Jones. I feel like. If Roy Jones would have retired right after he beat Ruiz uh, for the heavyweight belt, I, I think that he would be recognized as the GOAT. What do you, what do you think? Uh, that that would have been a wise choice, man. You just go yeah. up, blow up to go knock, you know, beat easily outbox yeah. Ruiz. You, you got to know when to call it quits. That, that theory might not be as much of a theory as it just is true. Yeah. I think I think you're right, man. But then I kind of think with people like they love to see rise, but they love to see the fall. You know, like it's just a weird thing. I think that the greatest right that we see now, um, Muhammad Ali. We seen Muhammad Ali get, you know, they put you know, some guys put the work on Muhammad Ali. Uh, you know, uh, Sugar Robinson. He, he had a lot of losses. Leonard too. Leonard. I think. People like Andre Ward, like I don't know if like Ward will really be, you know, but he was great, a great fighter. Floyd Mayweather, I think, I think he, he just retired too early to Andre Ward. I think he could have still kept kept furthering his career. Yeah, I think he could have he could have did a little more, but you know, he's safe, safe for sorry. And Floyd is just like I think Floyd is really the the like the folklore about him, the money, the. The things he did, how easy he made it look, is why we all like. But I don't know if I ever take the spot of like Muhammad Ali. I I think he he does though. You think? Do you think Floyd's business acumen? Do you think that ruined the game, the sport of boxing? Because everybody yeah. now is so obsessed with being undefeated and being a businessman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it did ruin the game. I think he's ruined it. Yeah, for sure. His his excellence though too, like the way Floyd went about things. Uh, the way he he beat the generation before him, he beat his generation, then he beat the generation after him. So that's just very very hard to replicate. How perfect he was every time he went to the the, the the ring, he never freaking had a bad day. So like we we may never ever get that again. And I look at the landscape and it's just like another him. The closest thing we have, I think, at the guy that for for me, I would put him over Floyd Mayweather. Is um Terrence Crawford. Uh, I have him like over over uh, over. Yeah, yeah, I have him over Floyd. Yeah, I think he That's he's a tough one. Yeah, That's a tough one. Yeah, I don't know about that just yet, but no, he he, he progressively got better. Like the thing about it, like Floyd got slicker, smoother, smarter. Right, he didn't get more dangerous. But Terrence got better. Like to he knock out Errol Spence Jr. is just like you knocked out Sean Porter, you knocked out Errol Spence Jr. Yeah. It's just, and you are dominant at one thirty to one thirty, one forty-seven. You are knockout artist. If he gets this win against, if he if he beats Canelo Alvarez, 
I think yeah, I have it's, it's the greatest that's, ever. That's a, that's a big ask. Yeah, if, if, if he goes up that high and, be, and 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 dominates Canelo, it's it becomes a legitimate conversation. Yeah, yeah, I have him as like no one, no, I have him as like the best fighter that ever walked the planet Earth. If he does that, <laughs> All right, let me go to Imani Williams for both of you guys. Where do you want to be in life in five years? Oh, five years. Um. I want to be fighting mega fights consistently. Like whenever I fight, it's a mega fight. It's pay per view. It's yeah. broadcast across the world. Break break the barriers of, of just United States and just UK and just you know Mexico. Just make it like worldwide events. There's been a few boxers to do it before, so you know that's what mm-hmm. that's definitely what I want to strive to do. Yeah, the, I think Hall of Famer. You know, I wouldn't have to. You know, reality, I've just, like, beat my own records pretty much at that point. I have nothing nothing to prove. And just fight, fighting the fights that interest me, you know, the things that get the people going. Like, oh, you guys want to see me fight him? Let me jump up, you know, two-way classes to go and fight this guy. Let me do this. Stuff like that. Like, just real fun fights that I'm making that are not. Uh, Which one of y'all going to fight Jake not- Paul? Which one of y'all? Oh man! We're let's, taking a Jake Paul fight. Tag, tag team, tag team boxing match. Oh, Mouth we could do that. The, the Paul brothers versus the Bigs, bro. Yo, bro, yeah. all right, we bro, set bro, it up. They, we gonna set it up for right here on Real Fans Real Talk Live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Bigs brothers versus the Paul brothers. I want to see it. I'm putting my money on y'all. I'm, <laughs> I'm only doing it if y'all can commentate. Yeah, I don't care how much we got to do. Jake, let's, don't come at me with uh, Jake. If they can't commentate. I'm not doing it. I don't care if you give me a hundred million. Let's get the paperwork. Wait, hold together. on, hold on, hold on. Wait, because if, if he give you a hundred million, not you, and he don't want us to commentate, you better take that hundred million. I, I'm just, just letting you know. Nah, nah, I'm gonna be right here with y'all. It's cool. I know y'all gonna give me a job, but y'all. Listen, we yeah, we we I gonna like, once you're like, retired, you can come, you can come and, and co-host with us. <laughs> how how do you guys feel about what he's doing for the sport of boxing, though? Um, well, I don't feel like he's doing it. For boxing, I think that I think that it's a lot of cash grabs for him. It's a lot of good cash grabs. Um, he's 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 taking advantage of an audience that doesn't know what they're paying for, and he's gonna keep doing it because they're never gonna pay attention. Like it does bring more attention to the sport, but honestly, I don't think it's like I don't think it's actually helping turn those fans into into true boxing fans because they're not really watching true boxing and it may be hard for people to understand but you know i i finally broke down and i watched hit, hit, uh, jake paul versus nate diaz and i was not impressed at all i just didn't really like anything that i really saw because it's either nate doesn't know what he's doing or he just wasn't trying to hit jake hard yeah um jake does he get past the fourth round with, with either one of you guys? Um, it, I, I, what's Jake what's what's like, 180-something? He's yeah, big, it, it, so it, 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 he's take, a big guy. It, it may take a few, it may take a few, like, like, like five, six, seven. It may take a little. It's not going to go to whatever the distance yeah, is. It's not going to go I want to see it going to the end. But, I mean, I, I, I think Jake is doing something good for himself. I like what it's causing with boxing. There's more eyes. He's doing good numbers. But um, I feel as if 
I, he was, you know, he had some trouble, I think, with substances. He got disciplined. He got himself in shape. He's doing the boxing. But the problem, I loved when he fought Tyson Fury. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Tommy Fury. Tommy, I yeah, felt yeah. like I was, I was very proud of him. I yeah, felt yeah, the, yeah. he kind of reg pro regressed um, as a lately. And it's like he's over the MMA thing. So now I just want to see him fight guys above 500 records. You know, it don't have to be a world cha a world champion guy. It don't gotta be. It could be a guy. Look, you know, six and four. You know, yeah. a guy ten ten wins, seven losses. Because he's somebody at that who's stage training of life. as an actual boxer, not like I'm moonlighting here and there, or I'm old and retiring from one sport and I'm on a transition, or I'm somebody who has no business being in the ring. Period. Like yeah, an actual boxer. Yeah. Actually, yeah, an, an actual fighter. I want to just see him get it in with them. He's gonna fight Hasim Rahman Jr. That would have been a good a good fight. Um, that's all. You know, that's just what I what I wanted to see. He has all my all my respect. If he's fighting guys like that, you are a true fighter. Yeah, I respect. You know, and I respect it. Shout out to uh, Conjur Nathan because he actually fought. Uh, Rockman Jr., I want to say a month yeah. and a half ago, two months ago, and got the dub. So big shout out to him, um, former Golden Gloves uh, champ right there as well. Um, let me go to Janetta Johnson's question. We got a lot of questions still. I'm going to try to run mm -hmm. through these. Uh, what's a day in the life with you two in terms of training? How many times a day do you train? Can y'all eat what y'all want? No, if you think about boxing, nope, you can't eat what you want. Unfortunately, definitely can't. You gotta, you gotta, um, it's a lifestyle for sure. So, day, waking up at four, maybe three, yeah. um, getting into the strength training, uh, session for about an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, after you finish that, come get something to eat, um, either hit a run or take a nap, then wake up, uh, back up again, and uh, that should be around time for the gym. Go to the boxing gym, do whatever it is you're supposed to do that day. Uh, come home, and if you hadn't run, you run then. Um, if you hadn't hit the gym, or you wanted, you had a little more in you, go ahead and hit hit the gym for some weights and for some maybe some cardio or biking, yeah. maybe the pool, um, and just along that long time, you know, you eat, you eat when you're supposed to. Uh, but it's it's a very very disciplined, very very disciplined. Yeah. Uh, career choice it's not for if you think it's just something that you just do sometimes like we said like we were just talking about you just hop up in it and you go to the gym and then you change you just the rest of your life is the same no it's, it's not a life, it's, not it's a lifestyle yeah it's a life it's, it's all year round it's a lifestyle it's, it's, it's tough uh, let me i wish i could make it sound like you know a rocky clip with the, <laughs> with the, the whole the montage that's, that's what it's supposed to sound like but let me let me let me do this. We got hoopballer scoop. He 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 he, he wants y'all. You know what I'm saying? I got a great question for the both of y'all. Act like your brother isn't next to you. Tell me what your <laughs> brother means to you. Mushy question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was at the gym the other day, and uh, Justin wasn't there. But I was getting some sparring, and the, the the trainer at the gym knows both of us. He's like, "Yo, uh, Justin, you're sparring next." I'm like, all right. And uh, the, the trainer I had with me, 
Her name is Chanel. Shout out to Chanel at uh, was it Blackout Boxing? Blackout Boxing. She a great trainer. She's like, man, doesn't that piss you off when somebody calls you your brother's name? And I was like, nah, honestly, I'm honored. Like, she, they think if they if I remind uh, them of, of 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 him, this guy right here, then I'm doing something right. So I mean, you know, that's a little story, little story for you. I can't get too much, y'all. I can't give you everything you want. Uh, hope, but is it is it? I think having a brother that boxes and a sister that boxes, man, I've never been, like, in a gang, but it just feels like gang-banging positively. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you're beating people up, running around, having fun, you know, just, like, you know, just being real. Like, you're just like, man, like, just, and I see his reputation grow. It's just incredible. I know it's a funny thing I said, but I see his reputation grow because in boxing, it's all about, you know, who you beat, you know, like, you got to put in work. You got to, like, I may not be there in the gym that day. And you saw what your brother did? Yo, he so-so came to the gym. He, he knocked him out, beat him up. It's like, oh, word. Like, it just, it's just a lot of pride on you know, that. <laughs> so I'm laughing because I got to throw, I got to throw Pooh, Pooh, because Pooh was in her bag today. Let me throw Pooh's comment up here for y'all. We be looking at these questions as y'all talking like, oh, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, I don't know which, um, which him you referring to on this one, Pooh. You're going to have to put in the comments, which, unless you're referring to both of them. But Pooh said, damn, so I can't cook for him. No big Sunday soul food dinner. <laughs> nah, but we... Um, we no holidays, you know we gotta you gotta eat yeah. you gotta eat on holidays. So Thanksgiving like, is lit. There's no fight coming up. Yeah, let's Thanksgiving. Do Thanksgiving. Let's do Thanksgiving, fool. Easter. We're gonna put it together. Christmas dinner, you know. Yeah, we are gonna put it together. There you go, pool. You got you got to you got to schedule it around Thanksgiving, and you in there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now y'all got something coming up in November. Um, the next the next time you guys will be in the ring, talk some talk to me about that. Um, and where can, can everybody watch the, the fights? Uh, everybody can watch the fight. The link will be in my bio. It'll be on Fight TV, and it'll be also available on cable, uh, select cable channels as well. Um, it's going to be a good fight. I got a veteran opponent, a tough guy's in there, in there with a lot of names, and uh, it's going to be fireworks, you know. I, I don't, it will not... It will not go the distance. You know, I'm 99.9% sure of that. Uh, now you guys can tune in for free, which is the dope, dope part about it. 7-0 now, but I'm planning to be 8-0 come November 7th. How many knockouts you got? I got seven knockouts. I'm planning to get my eighth knockout November 7th. Definitely come watch us. It should be around 7 p.m. Eastern time yep. on our Fight TV, countrybox247.com. Either one of those. Yeah. Websites you use that to watch us. Um, fighting a guy that's he's a veteran yeah. as well. It's about forty fights to my it's gonna be my eighth fight. He fought a lot of very good one hundred forty pounders, so it's gonna be a, a great step up fight for me. Y'all guys come yeah. see see my progression on our way to on our way to the top, man. Yeah. Uh, right. Follow me at uh, Kristen C H R I S T E N D underscore. Angelo, so underscore A N G E L O, and mine's is way simpler. <laughs> big time bigs, big time bigs, and the link will be in the bio. And, and you know, watch the fight. Like I hope you guys enjoy it. Pool gonna be following y'all before the show is over. So sh shout out to Pool. 
Food. Shout out to food. Shout out to food. We, food. we tapped in. You know, everybody, everybody, you know, follow and, and you know, let's thank everybody for I watching. appreciate y'all. Everybody, especially to ask all these great questions, man. Like, I want you guys to know when we have, you know, press conferences and things like that. And, oh, you guys, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I had an impromptu press conference, me and Chris, and you guys weren't there. And that hurt me, man. I was like, I was like, where's my guys at? And I thought about it after the fact. Yeah, because we, we were on the air at the same time, or, or, or I would have definitely pulled up. Um, but that's why I was like, you know what? Let me let me get the, let me get the, the the both the brothers up at the same time. Um, get a little promo in for November and what's coming up next with you guys. Um, last comment from Lene. She just wanted y'all to know, awesome show, fellas. Uh, Again, y'all can read that one. I don't, you know, she she, she complimenting y'all, fellas. <laughs> oh, thank <Okay>. you, <laughs> thank you, Lynette. thank you so much. It's a WBC hat, so it's like you know, shows our hard work. Um, these questions keep yeah, coming. We'll be we'll looking out for you. Thank you so much for the support. <laughs> oh wow, these questions keep coming through. They're gonna think we playing matchmaker over here. Word. <laughs> I love on this show, right? Shout, right. shout out, shout out to everybody. Um, really quick before we get out of here, there's two questions I do want to want to get to really quick because I don't want to um leave anybody out. Um, Juju, uh, this is for y'all. I know she probably probably saw the um the the, the big Gene episode a couple of weeks ago. Keefy D was arrested um for Tupac's murder. Um. I mean, my only thoughts on it is you could have did this 20 years ago. Um, it's not like they, they're they not saying that Keefe D pulled the trigger. They're just charging him because he was there. So this is something that you could have did 20 years ago. Um, Ms. Shakur is not here to, to see this type of justice. So, you know yeah. what I mean? That, that's that's my only only thing with it. Um, but, you know, it's, it's Pac's sister did, did comment on it. So, you know, it is it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, we spoke to Gene about this. Um, we we spoke to him specifically about Keefe and his relationship with, with Puff and all that as well. But correct me if I'm wrong, Trip. Uh, I believe Keefe was granted immunity when he gave some testimony or gave a uh, when he sat with the police on this years ago. Yeah. So unless there's like some new evidence, I'm not sure what this arrest would be about because he admitted that they was there that night and that they was in the car with his nephew when the murder happened. Yeah, so they're it's just basically what um what they said was it, this is what they're doing now. They're gonna charge you with the same crime, even though even though he wasn't actually one that pulled the trigger. Um, so I guess the best example would be if 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 a guy if a couple of guys is going to break into a house and the getaway driver is outside and and the guys go into the house and somebody is killed uh, during the home invasion. The driver is also going to get charged with murder. So this is how they're trying trying to tie Keefe D into this. Um, we are, obviously he gave information um, decades ago in regards to uh, Orlando Orlando Anderson being the shooter. Um, so you know, listen, it's his his time done, done ran out. He he been out here for a very long time, and I guess his time ran out. And it is what it is. Um, oh, Lene Lene wanted wanted y'all to know she's. She's not. She's not flirting. She just wants to know that you had a great smile. <laughs> you know it's okay. And last, last no, question. Was, it was an amazing compliment. Thank you. Last Man. question. Let me go to Imani really quick. Get her out the way. Uh, after the fellas, we talk about the Liberty Aces. Get your picks at the end. 
You got the aces. You you know I'm from New York, so it's gonna be all about the liberty. Uh, congratulations to Brianna Stewart on being named the MVP. Um, it's going to be a great WNBA Finals. I'm gonna be watching every one of those games. Um, but I'm going with the New York Liberty. You know I gotta go with the home team. Got to, got to. It's I'm supposed right. to go to one of their games too, man. I went to one this year too. It was packed out. It was Liberty. Yeah, I don't man. remember who they yeah. played though. But no, uh, Liberty is a great team. Yeah, I got I know I got some tickets, guys. You can bless us up. We'll go over there. <laughs> I don't, even though, it, listen, the final ticket is still going to be a little costly. I'm, I'm going to be watching from, you know, from my house. I, I, it, it ain't in a budget. Nah, we, they didn't give us the budget for that to go to the finals. We, we throw a party. Out. We get to a party. Nah. And invite them, pool. Let's go. go a party for real. That'd be cool. Now nah, we're gonna get with the brothers. Yeah, we gonna when we, when we go to the garden. We we're gonna have to bring y'all with us to the garden, man. Because yeah, you know, sometimes yeah. you get a little hectic there. Facts. Now we talking. Now we talking. Oh um <laughs> I don't know about Asia Wilson getting robbed. I think it was just it was a close. If you look at the numbers, um their numbers are very similar. Both team they're the number one and number two teams. But I said something a couple of weeks ago, whereas you know, a lot of times it's how you go into the to the playoffs. And I think that's probably what it was. The Liberty were the hottest team the second half of the season going into the playoffs. Um, the the Aces came out the gate strong, but they kind of struggled. And then when you when you compare the head to head matchups, I, I believe after that first uh, time the Aces beat the Liberty, the Liberty be, came back and, and was kicking their butts the, the last couple of times. So I think that's uh, the reason why they went with Brianna Stewart as the MVP. So shout out to her for bringing that that back to New York. Um, I don't know. Oh, this for you, Eric. Uh, oh, said yeah, your boy was killing the WNBL. On Friday. He talking. He talking. Uh, shout out to Javon. He was he was locked in with us on a Friday night live. For those that don't already, man, you got to tune in Friday night live, the Sanchez Show. I give you guys all my picks on NFL Week. Um, and yeah, we had some WNBA questions. My man Will Gordon was kind of going in on the WNBA. <laughs> oh, it makes sense. That's that's just Will, man. That's that's what Will does. Yeah. Um, fellas. Once again, um, give us a final thought, man. Um, on WNBA or just like oh no no just, just oh in general, general. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. we're closing it out. <laughs> okay, we're almost on two hours. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll say um, uh, thank everybody for watching. Of course, man, thanks for having us on here. Mm-hmm. And um, if anybody out there is listening and deciding, you know, making the decision, trying to figure out. If they should go for that thing that they've been wanting to do for their whole lives, I say do it. Do it because I just, I'm the type of person I hate to live in regrets. I know a lot of other people like that too. So um, stop thinking about it. Stop researching it. Just go ahead and try it, man. Go ahead and try it. Fortune favors the bold. And, um, you know, God loves people that, that try to do something with their talent. So he's, he's definitely going to bless you. Even if it doesn't turn out the way you wanted it to, it's, it's, it's a lesson at the very least. So you're saying, you're saying just do it. Hey, just just I, I may be I may or may not be looking for a sponsorship, but just but just do it. Just do it. That's what you do. No, I, I definitely want to say, man, I just want to um, thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for having us all on here, uh having the support I have with you know with you guys, watching you guys uh just continue to, to elevate and do a crazy uh, incredible things and just being so like driven, man. Seeing you guys do this inspires me. You know how much time you guys put into the show, and uh, I just appreciate being here. And everyone that's tuning in, you guys could be anywhere in the world right now, but 
definitely rocking with us, and that's much appreciated. Facts. Eric, you got a final thought for us? My fault, I had myself on mute. I apologize. I wanted to thank Justin and Chris for taking the time to rock with us tonight, man. Uh, the boxing insight was amazing, and we're looking forward to you guys' future because it is definitely a bright one. Uh, thank you again to all the supporters, all the comments, man. It's amazing that we tune in here. Before we even lock in at 7 o'clock, there's already comments there, so we greatly appreciate that as well. If they're not already, Trip, you know, got to let them know. Got to subscribe to Real Fans Real Talk. Subscribe to The Sanchez Show. And we got another great episode coming up next week, man, so I'm looking forward to seeing everybody in the comment section again. Um, yep, definitely. Anytime, anytime we down to come on. Anytime, you, guys, man. you guys are family. Facts. I, I just want to say before we get up out of here again, big shout out to the to the both of you guys. Um always appreciate you you, you guys pulling up. Um yeah, man, it, it, Eric brightest of the brightest futures coming up. And you, you you know we like to call out uh championships when we on real fans real talk. So I'm just gonna call out Two belts at the same time, and maybe even a third belt. You know, we gotta get sis back in the in, in the game, so we might have three champions and, and to you know to the to the real the new first family of of boxing. Big shout out to you guys. Um, looking forward to 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 seeing the next fight in November. Y'all make sure y'all stay locked in and y'all y'all watch that fight because the careers are going to continue to go up. Um, make sure you following us on all our social media: Instagram, Twitter at Real Fan Talk. Facebook.com forward slash Real Fans Real Talk. And uh, subscribe to that YouTube channel. YouTube.com forward slash For The Fans Productions. The website is the same, RealFansRealTalk.com. And don't worry, if you're not in New York City on Thursday nights and you can't watch live at uh, 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock p.m., you can still watch us from anywhere in the world. Just go to the website, RealFansRealTalk.com. Click that red button on the homepage, and you can watch from anywhere in the world. And, uh, of course... Make sure y'all subscribe, man, to that to that Sanchez show and the Real Fans Real Talk podcast. We are streaming on all major platforms. With that being said, for myself, Trip Young, my brother, Legend in Two Games, Eric Sanchez, and the Bigs Brothers, aka the Bash Brothers, <laughs> the first family of boxing. <laughs> we up out of here. Peace. What's good? It's your boy Daylight. You're now tuned in with Real Fans Real Talk.com. Bye, y'all.